Welcome to Into the Riot Inverse, a Rick Riordan read-along podcast that usually reads the books that aren't a part of the Camp Papler Chronicles. This includes Percy Jackson and the Olympians, Heroes of Olympus, and The Trials of Apollo. Today, we're not reading any Can Chronicle books today. Today, it's, on, it's our second mailbag episode, Hal. Can you believe it? Oh. <laughs> Hal, how are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm awake. I'm awake early on a weekend. It's weird. It's because of the goddamn daylight savings time. You're right. That's true. How's your week been? Has anything exciting happened in your life? Not in the slightest. <laughs> um, what's it called? A friendly reminder and update to those who listen. If you qualify for your vaccine, get your vaccine. If uh, if you don't, wear your mask, social distance, all that stuff. Let's let's have let's try and get back to normal by summer, please. Honestly. And also, so we can go to Comic Con in September. Yeah. <laughs> or, or is it October? I, for, I forget when Comic Con usually was. It's been um, so long, Hal. The New York one is in the summer, no? No, the New York one's in like the fall. I remember because I always see people dressing up like, you know, anime girls with like. When did I go then? Quote oh, unquote no. armor. I I signed up for it in the summer. Yeah, you, you think signed they, up you in think, the summer. You think, you think they go through with it this they might. I, I've heard that a couple of conventions are already asking people like, hey, you know, we want to do something this year. Like, what would it take for us to open up? Like, do you need us to, um, do you need us to, like, you know, have everyone vaccinated? You need sanitation stations. You need all that. And I mean, Comic-Con is a lot bigger than some of these small, these small conventions that are trying to open up, but maybe they can do it. Oh, I guess we'll see. The future is still ahead of us, Hal. Can you believe that we're already halfway through March? Yeah. I, my my birthday's in a month. I turned 24. Ugh, I don't want to. <laughs> but uh, Hal, you know what it is time for? What is, what is it time for? It's time for meme review. Oh. <laughs> um, so I, I know we said last time it was going to be a one-time thing, but we got a good bit of feedback and they're like, oh, it's funny. See, hearing Hal half acidly, you know, tell us his opinion on the memes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to post first with the meme that did, I'm going to send it to you in our DMs. Uh, I'm going to post first the meme that did the most, uh, that got the most likes at the time of recording has like almost 300 likes. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the meme is captioned. Uh, Zaya is revealed to be a shopty and it's Carter. And the, the face is the, the old white guy just being like in pain. Uh, how what would you rate that this meme? is so cheesy i hate this <laughs> i mean listen it, it, it's still a good meme right it's one out of ten would not bang <laughs> all right how what about this meme <laughs> it is... a sheep. <laughs> who gave the sheep a bat <laughs> so this is a meme of godzilla and uh king kong fighting Godzilla is captioned as Carter slash Horus. 
uh, set is Godzilla, or um, uh, King Kong, and then off in the corner is a Shiba Inu carrying a baseball bat, and that's titled Sadie slash Isis. And they're both, like, running from the Shiva. I love it. Yes. I mean, essentially, you can, uh, if you want to actually look at these memes, you can look at the damn meme page on Twitter or Instagram. It's, they're great memes. Let's see. What else do we have? We have uh, this one. Oh, it's the surprise Pikachu face. <laughs> yes. This Jardins, I won't believe anything you say. You've corrupted, you're corrupted by the power of the gods. Sadie and Carter, release Isis and Horus back into the Duat. This Jardins, Pikachu face. And I am saying his name right for, for once. Douchebag. <laughs> this is correct. And I mean, I, I have a, there's, there's a few more memes. Uh, let's see, what do we have? Um, we have this one, Hal. Only a few. We have this Who one. have you become? Science is green. <laughs> Science is green. We got a surprising amount of agreement. Uh, oh, that, yes. green, that green is science. Everyone else had different opinions on like what color of math and history and, and like the, the other subjects are. And I disagree with all those wh- wholeheartedly. Crying. Um, uh, we have this one. Accurate. This is completely accurate. <laughs> it is a picture of Squidward holding up a, a bunch of paper. He looks like he has gone through hell and it is captioned Hal and Robert after taking eight months to read the first King Chronicles book. It Actual really took books. us eight months wait did i say books or books? actual books crying <laughs> i definitely um, have it i definitely have it on my phone because digging under my bed in order to attempt to find um what's it called is it's a task and then one more meme that i'm going to share with you how yeah <laughs> yeah this is uh the yeah. undertaker standing behind some guy i don't know the name of the guy and the guy is captioned set, thinking he's about to destroy North America. And the Undertaker is captioned as a fo- a fofus, a fofus, a snake man. A snake, yeah, yeah. That's that's about right. Mm. How? What would you rate my memes for last episode of Into the Ryodenverse? Last episode. Oh, um, that was that was the last episode. These are the memes for the last episode. Oh, the, pre- the previous episode. I hate you. I hate you. These are <laughs> these are f-ing semantics. Um. <laughs> These are pretty good. I'd, I'd say like 7 out of 10. Meme, 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 meme good. Meme good. All right, I did it. I have the Hal seal of approval. I, I'm mm-hmm. glad about that. Hal, we have some emails and a voicemail, or I guess voice message to go through today. Oh. Uh, let's, let's save the voicemail for a little bit later on. First of all, we have an email here from Patty. Patty says, Dear Robert and Hal, congratulations on finishing the first King Chronicles book. I have a question. With the announcement of the new Rick Riordan book, Daughter of the Deep, does that mean you two are going to read it? It is a book that doesn't fall into the Camp Half-Blood Chronicles, so it counts under the rules of the podcast. From what we've heard, it's essentially modernizing story and ele- <clears throat> it's essentially modern story and elements from Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, and the main character is apparently a descendant of Captain Nemo. I can't wait to read it. Also, have you ever thought about how Rick Riordan seems to pump out a book every year? What I wouldn't give for that kind of writing speed. Anywho, thanks for this podcast and all that you do. Take care from Patty. I've seen some art. I've seen some articles about the book, but I'm not. I'm not sh- completely sure what it's. I wasn't completely sure what it was about. So that just sounds pretty interesting. That's apparently what it's about. Have you ever read Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea? I have not. Neither have I. I knew. I knew people in school had to read it for like for class, but I, I never had to. I, Hal, what was the book you read in high school English that like really stuck out to you? High school English. Oh yes. Um, where should I go to high school? <laughs> that's oh, it's really been a while um 
Hal, you've only been out of high school for like is that when I went six years? No, I don't remember where where I read it, but I read One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, that's a classic. So that book was a culture trip when I first read it, and then I was like, I understood it like years later, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Isn't it funny that when you 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 grow up a little bit and you're like, oh, that's what that meant. Yeah. But I guess it counts. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I don't know how we made it through the first. Uh, look, look forward to having us read that book when it comes out, uh, but not when it comes out. We'll, we'll read it in like four years. Mm-hmm. Somebody calculated, Samuel from a different podcast uh, calculated that if, if we kept up a somewhat consistent upload schedule, we'd be done with the remaining two King Chronicles books, all of the short stories, all the Magnus Chase books and all the Magnus Chase short stories by like 2024. That doesn't sound t- bad, actually. I know it doesn't, but like that, that implies that we have a consistent upload schedule. You're right. That implies that I can get you and me to have a time. Kid, tw- 12 year olds listening, please take advantage of your free time now because your free time lines up with your friends' free times very often. Uh, when you're an adult, your free time is non existent non-existent or when you actually do have free time your friends never do there is no such thing as free time free free time is just the amount of time uh, away from your sleep that you're willing to sacrifice honestly like you can either have free free time in a social life take as many naps as possible now oh god yes oh naps are a blessing do not take naps for granted no do not um but thank you for writing into the podcast patty i I, I do just want to read The Daughter of the Deep because I I just I genuinely like science fiction stuff. I might read Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea in general, or at least get the audiobook because that's how I read these days. GG. <laughs> how you know? Speaking of GG, <clears throat> this is a question from Annie uh, or Anne because she's from Norway. I don't know how you pronounce it in Norway, but it might be on. Maybe I don't know. So we have a question from. On who says, uh, dear, mostly Hal and also hi, Robert. <laughs> Thanks for the podcast. I love that there's a Rick Riordan podcast that's going through the Kane Chronicles books. My question is mainly for Hal, which is why does he say GG to everything Robert says? And also what does GG mean? My friends say it means good game, but like in context of a video game, but you two aren't playing a video game and it has me confused. I am from Norway. If that helps explain why I don't know. I still enjoy your banter and friendship regardless, but also hearing the horror stories of American politics throughout the episode has been chilling. Please take care of yourselves. From on and Annie, however you pronounce it. First of all, thank you for being so concerned. Yes, America is like, it's like the Twilight Zone. It's honest, it's honestly just like an episode of the Twilight Zone constantly. It, 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 I do say GG in real life. I do mean, I do mean good game. And it's, it's just usually like, it's, like usually like confirmation usually when you want to say confirmation you say copy copy yeah gg stuff like that I, no i usually just mean it in terms i usually just mean it in terms of like confirmation and stuff um i am a i am a gigantic nerd and gamer in real life so gamer speak just slipped into my normal everyday speak you're a plague on society how we have to put you down uh well say, say it i, I thought you, i thought you were gonna say gg <laughs> Every fiber in my being said, say GG. <laughs> I was like, no, wait. I, we can't. You can't. But thank you for writing. Um, and uh, Ani, Annie, I, I, please write back to us to tell us how to pronounce your name. 
Is it like A double N? It's A double N E. Ann. I think Anne. it's just Ann, yeah. Why is there an E then? Because you you can just say there's different, there's, di- there's different ways of saying of saying the name, but I think I think that's just Ann. And or yeah, Annie is usually with the I, <laughs> and then I think on is with is a double N. Oh my god, I you hurt me inside, Hal. Why? I don't know. You just do. Do you? Um. <laughs> <laughs> He, he he can't stop it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah, it's, it's not gonna stop. He'd say we'll, we'll be in our thirties, and he'll be like GG, and I'll be like, "How we haven't played video games because we haven't had free time in ten years? What the hell are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. But uh, thank you for writing in, Anne, Annie, and a name on Annie. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? You've been hit by. You've been struck by truck. I love that video so much. <laughs> um, so now we have another question here from uh, Xavier and Amani, who say, Dear Robert and Hal, hello there, friends. Thank you for doing this podcast. I really enjoy listening to it with my sister. We really love the King Chronicles books. Our question is, how did it feel reading through certain parts of the books when Black Lives Matter and police brutality was really huge last summer? It's still a thing now, but I feel like it's quieted down a bit, which would usually mean good news, but I just feel like it's underreported or hidden from mainstream media. I don't think it was fate that you two read those parts at those times, but it certainly didn't feel like a coincidence. Thanks for this podcast, and thanks for being good people. From Xavier and Amani. Oh, thank you. Um, it's more of, I guess, reading, reading, reading that, especially since it was from, like, the books were from, like, almost a decade now. But, like, o- is over it, a decade. It's over a decade now. Oh, my God, I'm old. <laughs> but yeah, reading reading the books and noting that it was even prevalent then and then it's just even it's even more prevalent now. It's just kinda like, wow, we haven't really you think we have progressed more as a society, but it's not much not unfortunately not much has changed. No, not much has changed. I mean I remember discussing about it a little bit like, oh hey, look, isn't it you know, not not funny, isn't it just ironic that we're reading these chapters of like carter being like oh man when i walk past cops i always feel um like they're judging me or like they want to arrest me i can't remember the last time i walked into a department store and not been followed and it's like yeah yep that's that's that is in fact the world we live in unfortunately it is it's not a good world and we as a society need to stand and be like, hey, can we, can we not? It's like, can we, can we move forward as a society? I had a conversation with uh, another Percy Jackson podcaster. We recorded how we recorded something. I'm sorry. I'm cheating on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we record, we recorded something that I want to upload to this, uh, to this feed at some point in the future. But essentially we were talking about the Percy Jackson audiobooks and how they had a lot of white people like two white guys voicing and giving really over dramatic over dramatized voices for people of color especially for hazel who is a southern black girl from the 40s we had a white guy joshua swanson um doing this like very long dramatic drawing kind of voice for hazel which didn't sit right and at the end of that episode at the end of the recording we essentially came down to i mean hey you know the kane chronicles or the percy jackson books or whatever or the audiobooks are like a niche-ish kind of problem. You know, they're sort of at the bottom of the ladder, but 
you kind of need to get on the first rung of the ladder to get all the way to the top and to get to the main issue of like, oh yeah, society is kind of not good representation. It is definitely not. And I, the part of the problem is people don't even realize that it's like they're perpetuating stereotypes when they do stuff like that. Yeah. They just kind of pass it off as, oh, this is, this is what it's, this is what it would probably sound like. It's like, no, and it's like, you're, you're dragging it. You're definitely dragging it, but you know when we sit, when we when we when we point stuff out like that, then you know we're being all regimatic, and it's like no, we're trying to make society not trash. Yeah, there's a lot of work that needs to be done into that. It's a lot of work we're gonna have to put into, and especially maybe more like the people who are younger than us. I I often, when I make a meme uh, in reference to something that's problematic from the books, a lot of the time I'll get a feedback that's like, oh, it's a book for 12 year olds. It's a book for, you know, middle grade or middle school grade people. Yeah. And that's the, and that's the problem. They're already trying to censor society at that young age. And it's like, what hope do we have when these people are attempting to become functioning adults? Yeah. Like we need to get that, that's that's a big problem that I think we we just sort of expect young people to just jump into the world knowing how to do everything when we don't want to teach them, oh hey, there are problems with the world. It's like it's like you hear you hear you hear stories about like I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with people about like, hey, what did what kind of things did you learn about like when you were like in high school about how to like people like people don't know like how to do their taxes, how to no. balance a checks book, balance a checkbook, and it's like simple things like that aren't being taught. What hope do we have for like more complicated issues like race relations and you know environmental issues and things of that nature? Yeah, I mean, uh, to be completely honest, I I'm almost twenty four. I still don't exactly know how to do my taxes. I I like the deadline is definitely coming up, and I'm just look I'm just looking at it like <laughs> yeah that. It kind of exists, doesn't it? Damn, the, those taxes are wild, and though. They sure are there. They sure <laughs> are about to happen. I, I don't know. I mean, hope, general, genuinely, that is my one true belief, or one of my very few true beliefs that I hold de- deep and close to my heart and to my character, that hope is the only way to go forward, that I have to have hope that, you know, some people... A lot of people will realize, oh yeah, this is not good, it's not and okay. that, and that those some those a lot of people, you know, that they are hopefully the ones that can affect the world enough to start making change. Yeah, but unfortunately, there's not a lot of hope for that based on current current events. Yeah, it's like you have hope, and then you're constantly disappointed by reality. Yeah, man, we're this a took fun a very podcast. De- this turn took a, such a depressing turn. We're we're such a funny podcast, Hal. Yeah, we'll, we'll get I'm... emails sometimes, being like, "Oh man, I love I love the banter you guys have. You guys mm-hmm. are funny." And then it'll be like, "Hey, what about Depresso? We're in the middle of Hal, Hal. Mm-hmm. We live in a society. No, you. <laughs> uh, I I can't believe they got Jared Leto, Jared Leto Joker to say that. By the way, mm-hmm. it's it's peak." But thank you for writing in. Oh, fuck, what are the names? Xavier and Amani, thank you for writing in. Thank you. Thank you for helping helping us question society and life. Let's move on to a more fun question, maybe. Yes? Fun? You want fun? Um, this is a quick question from 
uh, of Percy Jackson. So we got two questions from Percy Jackson podcasters this week, Hal. One is the voicemail and one is just a question that was literally given to me like five minutes ago. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to ask that one real quick because it's a question for me. And also you can input, I guess. Uh, from Diego from the Half Blood Report, which is a podcast that like looks at the news of Rick Riordan, and they'll talk about like, oh, this book's coming out, or news about the TV show. So that's always fun. It's the only news source that I trust <laughs> these days. Isn't that a crying shame? <sighs> yeah, honestly. But Diego asks, particularly me, if uh, how do I make memes for my own podcast, and is that allowed? Is that okay, or is that not allowed? Uh, I just make memes with a meme app on my phone. Hal, do you think it's okay that I make memes for our podcast? You can't take it away from him. That's his whole thing. His entire existence is a gigantic meme. Uh, too real. Too real. What, 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 what will he do? Shut up. That is too real. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, no. I, 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 I don't know. Is it, is, like, let, let, let us know. Like, is it, I, I don't personally find it, like, weird that he makes memes for the for the podcast i i also don't find it weird i don't i don't care if people find it weird i'm still gonna do it it kind of i i feel like it's a great way to interact with our our little community yeah yeah little audience oh man uh but yeah memes are fun how you you like the memes right i I do i i I enjoy i i couldn't be friends with you if i didn't enjoy at least some of them and who says we're friends dun 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 (laughs) we've just been enemies this whole time been, been a gigantic a gigantic fooled you a gigantic bamboozle but how oh well stop that <laughs> we have a question here from hazel who promises that she's not the hazel from the books but that's pretty sus <laughs> she says dear robert and hal or i'm sorry <clears throat> i'm sorry hal dear hal and robert she's she made dear hal and robert um she says how are you two doing i know you two spend some time at the beginning of each episode talking and making sure each other's all right which is so nice to hear but like how are you if you need to take breaks or scheduling is difficult then by all means we at least i understand that and we'll wait for episodes to come along i appreciate the podcast and i love the king chronicles it's a great book series another question i have is how didn't robert catch any of the hints that hal was throwing or the foreshadowing in the books honestly I was yelling at my phone being like, Zai is a Shopti, while Robert was being like, hmm, I wonder what this means. <laughs> honestly, honestly, truly, like... Uh, thanks for this podcast and all that you do, and I hope you keep doing it for this podcast for a long time. From Hazel, in quotation marks, not the Hazel from the books, I promise. Which, I mean, hmm, sus. But, <laughs> yeah, so, I get lost mainly in the conversations that Hal and I have, and I don't apparently think more about what he's telling me he's slow boy <laughs> it's not that i'm a slow boy it's just that i am a slow boy yeah he's slow boy yeah and also as to how we are i mean how 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 are you i, I asked you earlier but like how are you i'm all right i'm you know i'm nothing nothing earth shattering depressing is happening personally at the very least that's good uh, what's it called P- prior to recording last week you were kind of like in a bad mood like is that is that okay are you okay about that oh yeah that was just stuff that was happening at the moment but it's not only was it not that serious at the at by at that point but it was just like eh. yeah i was just kind of being melodramatic yeah but you are you, you and i are friends Hal. like i i genuinely care about you you're my friend 
I care about you too. Aww, that's the nicest thing you've said to me over the last eight months. Crying. <laughs> 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 but, I mean, yeah, I mean, even before the podcast, usually we'll ask each other how we're doing. We'll, you know, have a five minute conversation just catching up while stuff's being set up. And overall, I mean, I'm really glad we we we're doing this. Like it's it's been nice. Yeah. It's not like it's not that we were never like close, but like I feel like we've gotten closer because of this podcast. Yeah. All right, no more being gay. Um, <laughs> except unfortunately, we both like men. Honestly, that, that is, is it? <laughs> I I don't know. Whenever I see those memes that are like, oh man, isn't it unfortunate that bisexual people like men? I'm like, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunate in, in gigantic air quotes. Unfortunately, I, 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 I mean, listen. Mo- most of my experiences with men have not been. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> now we have a email here from Maya, uh, who says, "Hi, uh, please don't share my full name. Thanks. I mean, your name's Maya. Is that your full name? Oh no, we have we've doxed her. Hell, I, I have to share her email. Her, I have to share her." Her her phone number, her email, her address, her zip code, her her social security number, all that stuff. Yes, we got all of that in one email. We got all that in one email. <laughs> I mean, listen, you can gather a lot of information from people these days. It's spooky. No, honestly. Um, but she says, hi, please don't share my full name. Thanks. I'm yet another 12-year-old. Wow, that was really formal. I love your podcast, and it's really cool how you guys are reading the non-PJO, HOO, or TOA books. Because no one cares about them on podcasts. I, I disagree. There are like a billion different podcasts that are going through my my biggest problem with the podcast, the other podcasts, and it isn't like the ones that I talk to regularly. It's that they all are like, "Hey, what if we start with the Lightning Thief?" And I'm like, "Oh, how original!" There hasn't been like ten podcasts before you that done that. Is do you think it's like an issue of like? I think people don't think like the podcasters don't actually think there's interest in the books outside of it because Percy Jackson is very obviously like the most like well known. So maybe yeah. maybe they, maybe a lot of podcasters just don't think that there's enough like interest. All I know is that there's enough interest in us that we're bringing attention, especially with the King Chronicles movies coming out in a couple years. Yeah. I I for one really I've read through the Percy Jackson books, you know, the Camp Apple Chronicles so many times. I've listened to so many podcasts talk about them. I know those books back and forth. I want to know about like the other books. I want to know about the King Chronicles and Magnus Chase. I want to know about the Rick Ryder presents books with like, and it's definitely, and it's definitely worked out for us. Yeah. So we there, have a... definitely, there definitely is interest, but I, I guess, I guess it hasn't been like, well, like communicated that there's interest in these. No, no, uh, and she also goes on to say, um, also, Robert, oh, God, I hate this. Also, Robert, are you the guy from the Consult the Oracle podcast? And are you still doing that? Because I need advice. How did I ever tell you about uh, how for, uh, I don't know, a month or so before we started our podcast, I did a Percy Jackson advice podcast? Oh, I think you, I, I think I remember you mentioning a... Uh... Where, where I was pretending to be the Oracle of Delphi? And well, it was peep. It's more. Listen, I haven't released an episode since like last April, and it's more popular than this podcast. <laughs> People want me to make more, and I'm like, how? It was bad. I didn't like it. 
I, I guess you're the only one who share, shares that opinion. I mean, it, I, I might end up doing it again just because there is enough demand for it. But also my free time is, as we've said before, it's just the time I'm willing to give up uh, of sleep. And I, I like going to sleep at like 1030 every night because then I get enough sleep for work. A working boy. Working boy. I mean, <laughs> I, there have been a few times, if I'm being honest, where I'm like, I want to quit the meme page. I want to quit the podcast. I want to have all my free time. But then I'm like, I mean, I'll just sit in front of my like the TV or the computer playing games, watching Netflix, not really having like I, I like being busy. I like having projects to do. I like talking to my friends. Hal, you are my friend. You don't know. <laughs> Uh, we're we're about. He, Where he am said I? that what am I doing here? he he said that one nice thing to me, and that that's it. That's all I get. Yep. See you, see you in eight months for the next nice thing. <laughs> so yeah, maybe I might continue that podcast if there's enough want for it. But thank you, Maya, for writing in. Oh, she also has a PS. PS, you guys are Gen Z if you're 24 and 23, and then she links an article, and I say, how dare you? We're not. Or not though. Millennials end at nineteen ninety-six. I was born in nineteen ninety-six. I was born in ninety-seven, so I'm like the beginning of Gen Z. You're, you're you are the, the very end. you're the very beginning of Gen Z, but I am the tail end of millennial. Yeah. I've been re- in more in more recent times there have been like it's been up for debate, like like interpretations about that, but millennials up until like super recently have all been agreed on to be the end of I think it's like 81 to 96. Yeah. I, where, where the years quoted. I mean, if I click on this link, what'll it take? All right. So Gen Z is born between 97. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm Gen Z. Hal is millennial. Just like barely. I guess she, I guess, I guess she thinks I turned 24 this year. And that's why she says that, which is an honest mistake. But no, I turned 25 this year. So I'm, I am just, I am just outside of it. I probably identify more, well, not really, not really. I'm sorry, not really. I'm not really the man who says GG out loud says. Listen, that wasn't a thing started by Gen Z, okay? (laughs) You can't claim that. We can absolutely claim that because we're Gen Z. Not claim that. Y'all be be trying to claim every, oh, I sound like a boomer. Oh no. (laughs) Okay, boomer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm aging myself. Let's. Let's 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 move let's on. Divert. Um, but thank you for writing into the podcast, Maya. Yeah, thank I, you. I do not like being reminded of my past mistakes. GG. Uh, and then I mean, this, this is really like the last question, other than the audio thing. But also, we got an update email from. She praises us for getting her name like not butchering her name. But do you remember that Norwegian fan we talked to like a month ago? Oh yeah, they give me the name. Uh, that's the thing. I don't remember how to pronounce it. <laughs> I'll spell it again. I S E L I N, and she's Norwegian. I'm gonna say it's Eastland. She, she's probably she's probably screaming at the screaming at her phone right now. Like, no, no, you guys are so close. She she writes to us. You did not butcher my name at all. I have heard so much worse than you two did. Sorry, my mail is super late, but finding a job has me flipping. Sam. Same sis. <laughs> oh my god hope that you guys have a safe and fun hour day week month or year your norwegian your number one norwegian fan island eyes <laughs> she's praising ever... us that we like didn't get it wrong and now we can't remember how, how we said it it's like we're gonna we're gonna get an email and she's like no you were so close now nah, i hate you guys forever 
you had it right the first time. Why are you getting it wrong this time? Tal, we have a audio message from Erica from Seaweed Brain, whose podcast is essentially looking at the Percy Jackson books, trying to answer the question, is Persebeth the greatest love story of all time? <laughs> oh, that sounds like fun. Hey there, Robert and Hal. It's Erica from Seaweed Brain Podcast. It is currently 2.42 a.m. and I'm sick and tired of editing my own podcast, so I thought I would come and say hi to yours for this mailbox episode. I know y'all don't usually like to talk about the boring mainstream Percy Jackson books, but I want to know what your favorite Percy Jackson ship is from any of the main PJO series, HOO and Trials of Apollo. Let me know. Bye. Thanks for sending that message to us, Erica. Thank you. Oh, this is a hard one. Uh, so yeah, favorite ships. I have to... So here's the thing. One of my favorite ships isn't canon in any way. Um, it's uh, Rachel and Annabeth. Hmm. It's really been talking to a lot of the other podcasters that we realize that Percy is kind of a dick in the original series and that Annabeth and Rachel have a lot in common and it should have been Annabeth and Rachel to end up in the end. They're pretty cute, but I can't, I can't see it. I can't, I can't see. I mean, they can bond over having emotionally distant parents. They can bond over Rachel likes art and Annabeth likes architecture, which is sort of in the same vibe. They both, for some reason like the golden retriever skater boy <laughs> which which is the best way to describe percy jackson <laughs> the only way to describe percy jackson he was a boy and she was a girl can i make it any more obvious but if we're talking about canon shifts i do like uh nico and his boyfriend will yeah, yeah. like that's cute that's very yeah. cute um I, i'm also a diehard Percybeth shipper even though there's there's so many problems and Percy is kind of a dick in the original series. I mean, he kind of grows up during Heroes of Olympus. Uh, am I the only person that actually wanted Calypso to come back? I mean, she does come back. She just ends up with Leo, which yeah. is a, which is a travesty. It's, 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 it's just like, I was, I was like, I, I kind of like Calypso. She... You, you wanted Percy to just uh, abandon all of his responsibility and stay yep. on Ojigia? Yep. Uh, but he's the hero of the story, Hal. He has to go and do his thing. Does he? Uh, pff, I mean, Hal, w- would you rather choose the fate of the world or a soft farm girlfriend? Soft farm girlfriend. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, listen, out of all, out of the three main ships, three main ships that Percy had in the original series with Annabeth, with Rachel, with Calypso, I do feel like Calypso is probably the least uh problematic oh it's, yeah it definitely was the least problematic but um i mean the whole story of calypso is problematic that she has to like fall in love with every boy who falls on her island and she can't leave until uh, uh, she just can't leave and that's her eternal curse i don't know that that never sat right with me even when i read it as a kid it's it, it I, I guess in light again in light of more recent issues or rather not recent issues but issues coming to light recently it's things thing, things that seemed innocent sound more problematic yeah now but it's assuming rick riordan is not a terrible person and we are not all being deceived i it's... mean listen you you, you if, if you you would think he's a horrible person from like what half the fan base says about him uh see this is this is why we can't have nice things 
honestly. I mean, listen, there are valid critiques of Rick's books that we we're gonna get to when we get to those books. There's a couple. There's a couple, especially in the Magnus Chase series, from what I've heard, that that they are valid critiques. But also to be like, you know, cancel Rick, burn him down, you know, uh, as uh, reprint all the books. I mean, that's asking for a lot. I have a gigantic issue with cancel culture, most not because of the nature of cancel culture itself, but because of the diff because people generalize the term cancel culture instead of differentiating between cancel culture and consequences. Yeah. If you have done terrible, like ethically wrong things, then you deserve to there there deserves to be consequences for that. Yeah. It's not it's not canceling people that don't deserve it. It's their consequences for being a terrible person and doing things that are wrong yeah but but because of because of how culture has been shaped in the 21st century it's kind of those things the lines are getting blurred to the point where it's it's being heavily politicized and stuff like that and it's like no it's like like for example our our former president and i hesitate to call him even that but like or even like more like let me well is it really less controversial but i don't know how if people keep up with well we have we have fans from across the world um the most recent scandal with the royal family involving Mm -hmm. Meghan markle and her in let's say her interactions with the royal family before she decided that her mental health was more important than being with an outdated monarchy yeah did you watch the oprah interview I sure did, and I was not surprised one bit by any of it. I was not surprised by any of Oprah's reactions. Just, uh, o- Oprah, sidebar, Oprah is such a great actress because she was <laughs> so good at pretending like these were earth shattering. But Oprah, <laughs> Oprah, you are pushing, you are pushing 70. You are a black woman. Oprah is pushing been... 70? Oprah is pushing 70. Oprah is currently in her 60s. Yeah, that's what $3 billion does for you. But (laughs) (laughs) that is sure what $3 billion does for you. But watching that interview and watching her pretend like these these things that Megan was saying were like shattering, it's like, sis, you are, again, you are pushing 70. You are a black woman. You know exactly what the game is. You know exactly what the world is like. You've experienced it yourself, you know. Not probably to the same degree because it's, she has know, it's the billion dollars. It's, it's the English royal. No, like even before before she became famous, you know, before the before her her acting career and before the talk show took her to you know to that stratosphere. It's like no, she was a black woman in the industry. She knows exactly what it was like. She knows exactly what Megan went. Well, most of what Megan has gone through. Because then there's the whole thing with her kid, and it's like. Wow, that is actually disgusting that people are exist like that. But people are but then there was the whole thing with like there was there was a thing with Piers Morgan. Yeah. And like people are like, Stop canceling Piers Morgan and he's like, I'm not gonna get cancelled. It's like, no, you're a terrible person. You know, you spent you spent a large part of your career lambasting this woman on in the media because you were upset that she ditched you. And it's like, well, you're not a nice person to begin with. So I don't even understand why she was friends with you in the first place, you know, and she just moved on with her life. It, it happens sometimes and you really need to get over it. Yeah. It's just like, 
It's like we're not we're not canceling him. He's just a terrible person and doesn't deserve all the attention that he's getting. So Nico and Will, cute shit. <laughs> that was a loaded answer, but yeah. Um, Percy and Annabeth, okay. Hal prefers Percy and Calypso. I I I I like that ship. I've I've grown I've grown to love Percy Beth, but I I did enjoy it at the time. I I, I did I did kind of hope for Calypso to wind up with him. What do you think about Jason and Piper? It was kind of generic, to be honest. It kind of just kind of happened. Do you, you want to know what happens to Jason and Piper in the future? I I've read spoilers, and it depresses me. It depresses me so. <laughs> uh, uh, so so quick spoilers for the Trials of Apollo books. Uh, Jason dies yeah yeah no, but, I was like, I was but like, oh. the, the, the silver lining how is that piper gets a girlfriend Ooh. spicy Ooh. oh i didn't know that oh <laughs> you know Ness, her name is chell and that's all we know about her she she is so unimportant that there's not even official fan art or there's not even fan art of her yeah the book's been out for like three months four months six i don't i don't know how time works anymore yet <laughs> yes um what do you think about uh frank and hazel that was that was be- it was better than than jason and piper what do you think about uh i guess that's it oh uh do you want to know what happens to reyna in the future oh god please don't tell me that my angry baby is oh no she joins the hunters of artemis i think i knew that yeah it's great I think, I think I know that. And part of the reason she joins the Hunters of Artemis is that she's talking to... A, this is spoilers, by the way, for Trials of Apollo. Just, again, mm-hmm. is that um, Apollo at some point is like, hey, uh, what's up? You know, he, he tries to go Miles Morales. He's like, hey. And she legitimately laughs for like 10 minutes and collapses mm-hmm. on the floor lapsing. And she's like, oh my god, I have never in my life realized how much i don't want to date somebody <laughs> and that's pretty much how it went and then she joined the hunters of artemis and it was great yeah, that, that 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 sounds like her that kind of that that sounds like that sounds like something she would she would say but how we're that's it we're out of emails we're, we're done with messages already yeah already what, is, what the fuck you mean already it's, we've been talking for almost an hour oh it did not seem like an hour i know right but that's just what happens when good friends spend time talking with each other Ew. How do you have any final thoughts you'd like to give uh, before we head off today? Um, thank again, thank you, thank you so much for you know hyping us up. Th- thank you for making it seem that we're a good podcast. Honestly, like <laughs> I really, I honestly, I honestly did not expect it. Expect us to actually have like a a like a decent fan base. Like, oh wow, like people people actually listen to us. That's crazy. <laughs> it's wild. I know. Actually, crazy that. But. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, tune in. Ne- I think next week we start the next book. We start, um, uh, f- what's it called? Throne of Fire, right? Yeah, Throne of Fire. So get ready to uh, start with Carter. Oh, I, I, uh, uh, so I, excited. <laughs> but thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to get into contact with the show, there's a few ways to do that. You can email the show at intotherowardinverse at gmail.com. Send us your questions, your comments, your concerns. Hell, even come by to say hi. If you'd like to follow the show on social media, we are at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to follow me on social media, I am at the damn meme page on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Damn is spelled D-A-M. Hal, where can they find you on social media? Uh, follow Robert on social media and I will I will I will hear your messages through the I will, void. I will I will hear them through the void. Yeah, I have a psychic link with Robert. 
Yeah, I'm, uh, an empathy link. Yep, I, I am traumatized. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> the the icon of the show was drawn by Rampakoka. You can follow him on Twitter at Rampakoka, R-A-N-P-A-K-O-K-A. The exquisite, wonderful, thematic, beautiful, interest, intri- good theme <laughs> um, song that Hal loves so much. Yep, you try to drag it so much that you couldn't even say it. <laughs> Was written by Kobe Ophi. You can find him on Fiverr.com. As usual, everybody I said is listed in the podcast show notes. Hal, thank you for doing a podcast with me. Yeah. I love you too, buddy. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you guys next time for the Throne of Fire. Goodbye. Adios.